Hello, friends and members of Warrior CrossFit Muscatine. Possibly family. <laughs> and family. Friends, family, pets. It's your coach, Shannon. Coaches, coaches. I'm getting to you. It's a me, it's a Kyle. And yeah, to talk to me today is owner and coach, Kyle Jack. I should give myself Hi. a better title. I should have like a... What do you want to be, CEO? <laughs> yeah, dude. <he's> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how I like introduce myself to people. Yeah. Like I'm the CEO. CEO. Of, yeah. yeah. No, I need like a, a more ridiculous title. Oh, well, is there one more ridiculous? Well, I mean, yeah, definitely. Oh. De- definitely. Yeah. Head honcho. I don't know. I could think of it, but yeah. I HBIC. If you, <laughs> yeah. If you guys have a good title for me, I'll like put it on my... I'll like put it on my email signature. Oh yeah, there on you the, go. If somebody, if somebody gives me a somebody gives me a good one, I'll put it on there. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any other ideas. Those are my ideas. Well, yeah, but we're gonna put it out to all these people listening with the yeah, really good yeah, ideas. yeah, yeah. And then you um, can like you win a shirt or a fit aid or something. There you go. Okay. All I just, right. I just want to preface this conversation with why do we do this podcast? And we started the podcast because we wanted to be able to communicate with members and this is a really good way to communicate because it's actually really a poor way to communicate yeah it's a one way it is a one way no i'm just kidding it's a good it's it's a good way to get information out yeah poor way to well no yeah is communication does that indicate it doesn't have to be two way no that's fair okay it's a way to give the members an in-depth reason and you know listen to us could you imagine reading an email yeah. Like if we like, tran no, if we transcribe, we should transcribe this and <laughs> put it, it into an email. It's just like 40 pages long. Yeah. That would be ridiculous. It's and all run on sentences. And people don't really probably read emails as much mm-hmm. as you want them to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not reading that. That takes forever. <laughs> Plus you can multitask when you listen to a podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and you can half listen and do a half ass job on something else as well. Yeah. I was just thinking like all the, episodes we've done where we've talked about like the training block and stuff people would not get that insight without the podcast right you know there's just no way to do it yeah they just wouldn't get it i mean you could sim yeah no it wouldn't be that in depth at all it would just be like hey we're gonna focus on bench press and back squat yeah and then it's like oh you know it's like okay cool but then you know there's definitely nuggets and stuff in there that for people to think about that they can apply to their training and get more out of it and just yeah so so I think that it's a cool platform. Um, I think it also allows for like personalities to come out a little bit better. Anybody that I have on, you know, we're always finding out something interesting about them. Um, you know, when we have like coaches on and stuff like that too, you're just able to feel like you getting to know them a little bit better, I think. And so that just increases your overall, just improves your relationship in general, Mm -hmm. you know, from like coach to member. Um, It is harder, you know, your personality does come through in class and things like that. But when you're in class as a coach, you still have a lot of like, you're doing your job. You're in work mode. You're in organization mode. You're like trying to keep people on track and you're, yeah, you're trying to coach and, and help people through the class and keep everything flowing, making sure everyone's doing the movements they need to do and not getting hurt. And so there's, there's much less opportunity for you to have a lot of interaction with your coach. Mm -hmm. You have some, but, um, 
So I think one of the things that we wanted to talk about was the protein challenge that we're doing and just kind of like why we're doing it. And if you're a person that didn't sign up for it, like you're probably messing up your mm-hmm. life probably mm-hmm. right now. Unless you probably made a mistake. You made a huge, <laughs> you've made a huge mistake that you couldn't recover from. Um, but I still think that it's good for us just to get that information out to people. So Kyle, why'd you do the protein challenge? Um, I listened to Elena's podcast and it, it reminded me of how like simple yet important it is. And like just listening to like all of her success over the last year and a half, um, physically, mentally, just kind of all of it. Uh, and then she had mentioned just basically like, you know, just like with her nutrition mm-hmm. progress that she's made, I yeah. was like, other people can have progress. Yeah, yeah. I was like, everybody can have this <laughs> progress. And I just, I really don't think it's as complicated or challenging I'm not saying it's not hard to do. It's going to take work. What's hard is being consistent. That's what I was just yeah. going to say. Yeah. It's it's in and of itself, the things that you need to do are not hard. They're actually pretty simple and easy. Yeah. The hard part is just doing them day in and day out and building the habit. Mm-hmm. It really, once you build the habit to do it, yeah. it's not hard at all, Yeah, um, which is a lot of things. But um, I think the habit part too is kind of like knowing what are good proteins to have on hand? Um, you know, if you're well, it's just setting time, up your, setting up your yeah. environment for success and just doing the things that you need to do to be able to, I mean, cause I put it in the email that went out to people who signed up for the challenge. Like, Hey, you know, hopefully they read that email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over the next 10 days, you can expect to, um, you know, you might notice some energy changes because you're maybe eating more protein and getting more better calories in. So like energy changes, feeling better in the gym, possibly like not feeling as sore, that type of stuff. But like, I just wanted to be honest, like body composition changes are going to be like weeks, months, and years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not in 10 days. Let me ask you a question. And this wasn't planned. Uh-huh. When was the last time that you weren't like sick that you didn't hit your protein goal or maybe a better, it would be like in the last year. How many days do you think that you didn't hit your protein goal other than like being sick or something? Um, honestly, I haven't been very good about paying attention to my protein goal, but my, my protein goal would generally be somewhere around like 150 grams. Mm -hmm. So a little bit higher. That's very deliberate. Okay. Let's bring it like, when was the last time that you like had that feeling of like, okay, I completely missed the mark on protein today. Like. Um, under a hundred, I would under say definitely here and there it happens. If you know, you're like yeah. away from no, home. No, it's definitely like going to happen. Like I'm just curious yeah. in like the last year, how many times um, do you think it's happened? I don't know if I have a specific number, I guess like for me, protein is like pretty ingrained for a long time. Is it like two to five or is it like five to 10 or 10 to 20 or like more than 20? I don't know if I could put you're a specific really sure. number. I, I just don't asked, think so. Yeah. I've, I haven't been, I haven't been, I don't know the last time I tracked, mm-hmm. like tracked it. I just kind of know because I eat mostly the same thing. So yeah. I know if I eat my oatmeal in the morning and then I eat the bar and then I eat my normal like lunch and then I eat my normal like dinner, that you're I'm be getting close. very close. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was getting at is like, I know one thing that just me and Peyton talking about stuff. She's like, you know, like realistically, other than like being sick, she's like in the last like four years, there's probably like three days, four days in the last four years. 
yeah. that she hasn't hit her protein. I'm like, yeah. holy shit. Hit her protein or hit like a like a decent number. Hit, a, hit like a like a minimum protein. Like goal. something of like an over a hundred. Yeah, exactly. Or so something. like you know yeah. if if like for best performance you're looking at like maybe one fifty a day, and it's like for minimum maintenance is like one twenty five yeah, or something. It's right. like she's hit that minimum maintenance. Yeah. And I was like, you know, like really, other than when I've been sick or something like that too. Like even like when we. We'll like, you know, road trip, travel, that type of stuff mm-hmm. and just kind of eat whatever, like just kind of not care. But like we're stopping at gas stations and buying protein shakes and yep. like we're making that happen. <laughs> just because it's so easy. It's so easy yeah. to do. You buy like a 42 gram protein core yeah. and core, they power. Take core power and you yeah. drink, you drink two of those in the day yeah. and there's, you're, yeah. I'm, ha- I'm almost halfway to where I need to be yeah. without eating anything. It, it actually is kind of cool that gas stations all around the country are becoming more all encompassing with that sort of stuff because you're definitely traveling, so you're not making your most best choices, but the fact that you can still make better choices, right? Like, And for me, for, for yeah. me, and I think Peyton too, that's all that is. It's just like, hey, we're like, let's say we're on a trip or vacation or whatever. That looks like, hey, we're going to like maybe stop and just eat at whatever restaurant we want and enjoy it or mm-hmm. something. And the only thing that we keep track of is just making sure that we hit protein yeah. and it's not a stressor. Yeah. And because it's not asking you to like cut something out of your life, it's just adding something in or making sure you hit it. It like doesn't take away mm-hmm. from any kind of experience. And it's like, that's why we start with that protein goal mm-hmm. because it, it really isn't asking you to do all that much. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think unfortunately people get overwhelmed or like, or have a fear of like doing that and starting it because you know, we're looking at like a minimum of ladies of like one Oh five and people like, know they're like at 40 Yeah, and to more than double it seems daunting Yeah, and I get it, but yeah. we're not asking you to make that jump in a 24 hour period like yeah. across these 10 days. Like ramp it up. Like what if we added 10 grams of protein a day and yeah. like, do you realize how small that is? Yeah. That's like one extra bite of chicken yeah or like two bites of chicken gives you 10 like I think, it's so small and yeah. if you just add that every day by the end of the 10 days you you'll have increased yeah. 100 grams or it's i think the i think the one thing with a challenge that makes it a little bit um more difficult for people is because they want to do like a perfect a plus job mm-hmm. so they think well i'm not going to sign up for the challenge because I know that there's, there's no way I'm eating anywhere close to that. And there's no way I can just change that overnight. And then what's the point of me doing it? That's but, why like, even- but that's the wrong thinking. The point of the challenge is to actually help you develop it, not to like, Make sure that you are getting it every single day. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's to not ins- to take you from 40 to 105 grams overnight. It's to help teach you how to implement right. and it. And even yeah. to incentivize that, you know, we're doing like a little drawing of like protein powder and you can win that. And it's like, as long as you log what you did, you're in that drawing still, like just to incentivize people logging. Cause that's really what we're looking oh, for. Okay. I was, I had, I was wrong about the, about the prize then. You just have to log it every day. You You didn't have to hit the number every day. Got it. Because I don't like that's not. Yes. The goal is to work towards it. Right. But really the foundational goal is to learn how to just work on it every day to like log it every day. Got it. Yeah. So I don't care if you're somebody who's supposed to hit 105 and you log that you hit 45 every single day. Yeah. Like, no, that's not ideal. But if that's honestly what you did, your eyes are open to it and you've made that progress. And then you can like make steps rather than just being ignorant to it and just or purposely like 
like head per- in the sand. Purpose. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like if I don't log it, I don't have to I don't know. Have to know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, you also know if you aren't logging at all, or if you don't at least learn that first step of logging. Yeah. It's really easy to overestimate. And so yeah, this this whole challenge, I like I literally listened to Elena's podcast on like Sunday night, and then I was like we have this big influx of new people mm-hmm. and I was like, let's just, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And like, yeah, we probably could have got more people to sign up if I would have like put it a couple weeks out or something, Yeah, but I kind of just wanted to be able, it's, it's $10, right? So yeah. like, we're just keep like, that's just buy-in. Yeah. That's all that is. That's just like a little bit of buy-in. Yeah. Um, if it's free, you just won't if care. If it's free, you'll, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So tried to keep this like super, super simple, super easy. Um, I wish I would have done or, if, you know, if I would have had a little more time, I probably would have really emphasized the idea that you're going to be learning how to track. Yeah. Because that was people's, I think, I talked to some people that I had to kind of like twist their arm to sign up. <laughs> and they're like, but I don't know how to track. And I'm like, but that's exactly, I'm like, you're going to get more out of this than anybody. Yeah, then, right. right? Yeah. Like, if you're somebody who, like, there's people who are signed up for the challenge who probably hit their protein goal almost every day. And they're just looking for like that little bit of extra accountability or consistency maybe validation or, validation or, or whatever yeah. you need. Cause it's 10 bucks in 10 days. Yeah. And you can like, um, like that's totally cool. Whatever. Yeah. Um, it's like, you're going to get something out of it. But if you're yeah. somebody who's never ever tracked and you're eating half of the amount of protein every day, you should, you're going to get a hundred dollars, maybe more. Yeah. This could be the thing that kickstarts yeah. your gigantic That's the challenge change. part for you right. is the learning curve. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So yeah. you could be looking at like a wild success story across the next two and two or three years. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it all starts from just basically like breaking down yeah. that wall of, Oh, downloading my fitness pal and learning how to track. Yeah. Wasn't that bad across the 10 days. Yeah. I, I just want people also to, understand that I mean if you listen to Elena's podcast it's really that episode was really good because in fact a lot of people are under eating and it is very counterintuitive to think that I need to eat more actually to get the body that I'm looking for and so a lot of people are just under eating in general not just protein right Mm -hmm. so I do like that our main emphasis and the main focus on our challenges is is to add stuff in it's not to take away from the things that you want because we all know if you tell yourself you can't have something it's the thing you want the most you know like Elena said I would just eat 17 other things when if I would just ate the thing it would have just been way better off Mm -hmm. you know instead you end up like binge eating on stuff that you would have never even like decided you need to have Right. Wow. I'm getting a weird phone call, huh? That's strange. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) You were like looking down and I looked down and I'm like getting a spam phone call on my phone. (laughs) Distract me a little bit. But, uh, anyways, my point is, um, getting your nutrition or sorry, your protein goal is for a lot of people adding, it's going to be an addition of food, not a deprivation, not a thing like, I mean, you can eat steaks. You can eat good tasting proteins. You know, you don't have to eat super lean tur- ground turkey, especially if you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't. Adding something in doesn't seem like that big. Yeah. I feel like it's the first step. You know, mm-hmm. it's the first step to just like figure out what proteins you like, how much it actually takes. And then you can kind of do like step two after that. Right. Um, and man, I don't know how to really, like really emphasize the importance of this. 
I mean, I feel like with the amount we talk about it, I, I know, but I feel like it's one of those things that the more like you talk about it, you talk about it, you talk about it, it almost loses. Yeah. Kind of the the punch. The punch. Or like the yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, you can talk about it too much, although pestering people usually works pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to sound discouraging, and I, I don't even know if I mean what I'm about to say, but like if you're not going to track or sorry, not track. If you're not going to eat an adequate amount of protein or take the steps to do that, Mm -hmm. you are not going to see body composition changes. And if that's why you're in the gym, you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll just put it to you that blunt. Like you Mm -hmm. can come into the, there's other reasons that you, there's other reasons that you can be in this gym and work out. It can be mental health. It can be that you just simply enjoy it. Yeah. Like it can be a lot of reasons. Right. Um, but the problem is, is that when you come here because you want to see comp body composition changes and then you're not doing the things that you need to do to do that, you get discouraged and then you leave and that's a lose, lose situation. Right. Like I want to retain you as a member and help you right and like you want to see the results that you want right yeah so I would what do ra- you let's um let's dive in a little bit to kind of explain by what you mean by like so we say body comp and we say stuff mm-hmm. like that because like to us um that's super common like lingo mm-hmm. but I feel like if you're somebody new to this you might not actually know what we mean you don't want to look flabby anymore there you go you don't like the way that your body you looks. You want some muscle tone. And you like, want muscle tone. Yeah. You Maybe you just have a significant amount of weight to lose. Mm-hmm. And hitting your protein goal is going to help you maintain muscle mass mm-hmm. while you are... Lose body fat. Right. You're reducing calories to lose yeah. body fat. Like, if you have any kind of goal... Like I just, there's not a ton of scenarios where people sign up to do a strength and conditioning program, a fitness program that hitting this protein goal doesn't directly support and is almost more important than the training itself. Mm -hmm. What we find though, is that we have to get people in with the training and get them excited about using their body. And then that motivates them to then make the nutrition changes and it's backwards, but (laughs) if it's what works, then it's what works. Exactly. So I'm not have to trick people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So like, yeah, I mean, if you're a new person listening to this, like, would you be in the gym if when you reached out and were interested in coming or you came during bring a friend week, I just said, Hey, actually you can't start training with us until you track your protein for a month. Yeah. You'd be like, well, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. But if I was trying to run the best program that got people the results. That's what I would do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what you're saying is the training atmosphere is what attracts people because that's the fun part. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think people think that that's what they need to see the results they want. Yeah. And it's a part of it, Yeah, but it's not the part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I think too, when you're newer to something, um, you can only like learn little bits at a time, right? So it's kind of overwhelming to start a new program. Right. Even if it's not CrossFit, I mean, any new program where every taking movement on too is much brand new, new. Taking on too much stuff at once is definitely not a good idea. Yeah. So yeah, I think you start with one or the other and we try to provide a way that you can start with training, yeah. but then educate to be like, hey, listen, like I know that you like doing this, but here's what's gonna happen if you don't actually start taking these next steps. You know, you're yeah. going to not see results, you're going to then leave or you're going to constantly be sore or you're going to get injured mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Or it'll just be like another thing that you like 
quote unquote failed at another right. thing you tried that didn't work or CrossFit something didn't like that. work for me. I yeah. was, you know, it was too intense for me. Nothing's going to work for me. You know? And then yeah. you go into that rut and that, yeah. that hole and it sucks yeah. and it's super preventable and it's just like, just eat yeah. a little more protein yeah. and you'll probably feel so much better. I, I think, I think the nice thing about being able to do a podcast too is you can, you can say stuff like that, but you know, Hey, you got to get your protein or you're not going to like see the results that you want, but just being able to hear like our tone of voice and just like knowing that we want to help people. So we're coming from a position of like, we're telling you this Mm -hmm. because we want to help you not to make you feel like shit because you're not doing it or you're not doing the thing. I'm just trying to, I was just trying to get my point across of how important it is. It's really important. So we want to help you. So Mm -hmm. it's like, if you can change your mindset, like if you're having a hard time, um, with your mindset of like either being negative mindset of like, well, I, I can't do this. This isn't for me or, you know, like being offended, like that sort of stuff by this, you know, like us, like bringing up this sort of stuff to you, like basically kind of highlighting your shortcomings, you know? Um, and that's, it's not to be mean and it's not to tell you that you're wrong or that you're a shitty person or you're, you know, lacking as a person or whatever. It's, it literally comes from a a place of you came here because you want help with whatever it is. And so that's what we want to do. And in order to, to get you the help, like these are the things that there's no way we're telling you, you need to do. We're not. Yeah. I think we kind of pride ourselves on not being bullshitters. Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to blow smoke up your ass and Mm -hmm. tell you that, oh, you know, you could probably just use a skinny wrap or whatever that is to like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's bullshit. You know, it's bullshit deep down inside. So like, let me just like reassure you that it's bullshit and then give you some tools to actually see the results that you want. And, and also in like a sustainable way and not a way that like seems like perfection because Mm -hmm. I'm not living a life of perfection either. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. And I'm fine with that. And like we can help you be fulfilled with the striving just to be better. Not yeah, for, just for striving to be better. Can I think be is like great, the thing. Can yeah. be greatly fulfilling. Yeah. Like knowing that you're not ever going to reach. I mean, just accept it now. You're you're never going to reach a point where you're just like. Perfection. Oh, I've, I've made it. That's yeah. perfect. And if you're looking for that, yeah. like you've got to change the mindset. Yeah. Like I, I think that's a good. You can be, you know, start. you should be. You should be grateful for certain things and you should like reflect and and be happy for like where you've come. But like yeah, if celebrate you, your success. Yeah. But yeah. If, if you're like looking into the future of like when I get to this spot, I'll be happy. You got to back it up and do some work because there's mm-hmm. something else going on there. Yeah. Um, it's usually, yeah, definitely deeper than that. You need to kind of, we talk a lot about, about, or um, sorry, we talk a lot about figuring out your why do you do something and so that's kind of super important if if you're doing it because you think looking better is going to make you happier like that's great but in the end let's more embrace the process of doing it and be proud of like the hard work that we put in and not worry so much about the outcome what will actually make you happier is is the work is the work Mm -hmm. yep exactly I mean, it's, I don't know, we haven't done cliches in a little while, but like, Sweet. but like, you know, it's the journey, right? Yeah. Like it's, 
What is the what is a good there's, cliche? Yeah, for there's that? several, I but I don't know them, so maybe they're not. The that journey good. is the whole thing with the cliches is like they're supposed to be like worth a thousand easy. steps or something. <laughs> no, a thousand <laughs> the steps. Journey's and, worth a thousand. I don't steps. know, dude. There's something <laughs> yeah, about there's, like a steps and the journey. Someone is screaming the it out nice right thing, now. Well, the nice thing about <laughs> cliches is that you can be pretty far off and everyone knows what you're talking about. Yeah, right. About Instead, they, they, they think the I'm idea. stupid because I can't think of it. Yeah. Um, you know, are you ever listening to a podcast and the host or whatever the person talking like can't think of a word or can't think of like the cliche or something and you're sitting in your car and you're like screaming it out? Yeah. <laughs> when I couldn't think of the word contradictory. Oh, yeah. That drove me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it but, happens to me all the yeah, time. I, I I did that on a podcast the other day where I was just yeah. like, all right. What's hey, the word? And what? I'm like, I don't know what you're thinking. So yeah. I don't know the word either. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it happened when, when I was interviewing Elena too, I was trying to ask her like, what was her biggest like accomplishment? But it wasn't accomplishment. It was like, what is like the thing that you're yeah. most proud of or has changed you? Like, I don't know. That, I was kidding. Yeah, that. That, I, I did listen to that. And I thought that was like, also, I knew what you were saying, but I couldn't think of a word uh, yeah. either. But I, when I couldn't think of contradictory, I'm like two, <laughs> two things that, yeah. are, that oppose each other. Like this thing uh, directly yeah. and I like almost said contradicts <laughs> or whatever. Like, oh, so stupid. Yeah. Um, we're just speaking from the heart over here, you know, mm-hmm. so <laughs> we don't always, can't always think of the right words. Uh, I'm, or you could like call it being ill-prepared. That's also possible. Or just a shit vocabulary. <laughs> just like, stupid. <laughs> I don't got good words. Yeah. Um, okay. So where are we at? Um, we're trying to tell people that protein is super important and the hard part of doing it is the learning curve. It's the learning curve. It's getting from the point of I've never done this before to a point where I know how to do this and I do it all and I now do it as a daily habit. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. The hard part is getting from A to B in that scenario. Wouldn't you agree? Right. Yeah. Cause once you're there and once you have the knowledge, then it's just a matter of doing it at that and especially point. once you do it for a little bit and then you actually start seeing results or feeling results. Yeah. Then the motivation really comes. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Um, it's just kind of what like Elena was saying too, when she was like, you see other people have these successes, mm-hmm. but you just, you don't, relate to it as well because you just think that you're different yeah. and it's not going to be that can't be you right but isn't that such a weird the shocker how everybody thinks everybody else is special yeah but like, it's like i get it i i mean i i can totally relate to that where, yeah like but it's just like why not why not me why not like yeah like it's 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 so weird when you actually start thinking about it mm-hmm. you realize that you're not special at all yeah. your set of circumstances are probably better than most people's <laughs> like that have done the thing that you want to do. Right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, there's somebody in worse circumstances that has done a better job and it's yeah. like, they just have a, they just had a better mindset and mm-hmm. like, you can get down on yourself about that. They just that. got started. Yeah. They or just, like, yeah. or you could just do the things like, it's just, yeah. I'm in a black or white mood here today. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't feel like you're in a black or white mood, except for, I think that the goal we're trying to get across the, the goal that we're trying to get people to is just focusing on getting better, mm-hmm. just getting better over time. Yeah, and that, the way I bring the way I bring my uh, my all or nothing mindset to that is basically like, what are you gonna like? What's your other option? Mm-hmm. Like, you have two. Your options are to focus on getting better or 
just stay the same or stay the same or get worse. Yeah. Like there's not staying the same is getting worse. Saying, yeah, exactly. So it's like just every single choice that you make is just like, is this moving me closer to my goal? Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you just do more yeses than no's, mm-hmm. you will move closer to your goal. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not saying every single thing has to be a yes. If you make a conscious decision of like, Hey, I'm making this decision of this thing. That's definitely going to move me back a little bit. Um, but I think because of these set of circumstances, that's worth it. Um, and then you've made an informed decision and you've made a choice. Well, and you're I mean, not just letting something happen to you. So one of the things that Elena struggled with a lot is being obsessive over things. And so you might find that tracking your protein could be a little worse for your mental health possibly. But then you have the opportunity to work on not being obsessive over things. You have the opportunity to work on that. Right. But it's like, like, I think sometimes maybe identifying those things though can be helpful. Yeah, it's a pain point. You got to like go in and be like, why am I obsessing over this protein goal? Yeah. Okay. It's because of like this personality trait that I have. I feel like I have to be perfect. Yeah. And well, why do I feel like I have to be perfect? Well, I put a lot of pressure on my, just whatever, do your internal shit and figure it out. Like that's for you to figure out, but we're providing this opportunity that could help you with that. And if the only reason that you don't want to do it is because you're afraid of what you might find, then you're going to be right where you're at for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Kelly was saying that too, that she could get a little bit obsessive about playing, um, what do they call it? Macro Tetris. (laughs) Macro Tetris. Yeah. To where like, you're trying to like fit stuff in or what happens if I eat this instead of that. And Mm -hmm. it's just like in the end, you're you're just wasting time because it doesn't really matter. And Mm -hmm. so like figuring out like, why am I so obsessed with making sure that this is exactly Mm -hmm. right? You know what I mean? Whereas like when we say like a protein goal, it's still, it's still a range. Mm -hmm. It's not an exact number. Yeah, It's like, you think your body actually knows if it was 155 or 156? Let me, (laughs) let me, if you're a perfectionist, let me ruin everything for you. Nutrition labels are 20% variance. Yeah. Meaning that like, if you look at a nutrition label and it says like there's, you know, 20, 20 grams, grams of protein, it could be 20% higher or 20% or 10% higher, 10% lower. How's that work? Uh, it would be 20% is what you're saying. Yeah. 20% variance. Yeah. It could be 20% higher. Either direction. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> Yeah. It's like when you tell people that all their barbell PRs are invalid because all of our bars are 44 and 33 pounds. Yeah. And you're like, Hey, you know how you thought you front squatted uh 300 pounds? Yeah. You didn't, you front squatted 299. <laughs> and then they're like, Oh, it doesn't what? matter though. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter though. Yeah. Yeah. I do sometimes have people freak out a little bit about like the kilo numbers and I'll be like, just treat the colors as the same. Mm-hmm. The kilos are a little bit lighter, but it's not enough to matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not enough to matter, nope. bro. Um, also, it is very hard to be super accurate f- with protein stuff if you're not weighing and measuring. Um, I think what I was getting at is so. if you are, even if you are weighing and measuring, you're still hitting a big variance. Yeah. That- so just just hit the ballpark dude dude. it's a guideline right it's like this is a guideline of getting this minimum number getting the average numbers like Mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about with this consistency over time thing it's like getting your average numbers like don't worry whether if it's exactly a number because it's not exactly that number anyways Mm -hmm. and even if you hit that okay according to all my numbers and all my specs i have hit 150 today 
the 150 that you hit tomorrow is still different <laughs> by like a little bit, like right. somehow. Yeah. So um, we're not, you know, performing science experiments here. So. And then the other cool variant thing is that your body's really smart mm-hmm. and will like kind of like, it's how it like calories work too, right? Like your body will like up regularly like, because in theory, if you ate a one calorie deficit for the rest of your life, you would wither away to nothing. No, it's <laughs> not how that works. Like your body regulates up and down and yeah, yeah it's because <laughs> people like to make like calorie counting into like math. And it's like, if you just, and for them, like for general purposes, it works, right? Like mm-hmm. once you have an established baseline, if you eat 200 calories less every day, you can expect on average to like lose this much weight. You can like map it out, yeah. but like that doesn't go on forever. Like, yeah. are you, what? Yeah. 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 Well, and it's also like not linear exactly like right. that it's, because there's yeah. too many factors. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually, um, like you're saying that the body's really smart. It's just, it's honestly super complex. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was listening to a podcast the other day. I forgot who it was with. Maybe I'll think of it. Did you listen to it? Well, Where they were talking about how do I, did you listen to a podcast at all? <laughs> Have you been listening to the same podcast as me? <laughs> Yeah, Man, ge- who was it? Be more general. Why am I being annoying right now? I cannot think of it. Was it on Savan? I bet if you just told us. Okay, what so the- here's what it was about. It was about the fact that, oh, dude, it was Bill Maher. Okay, so it was about the fact that actually we don't know that much about the human body. And there, actually a lot of it's a mystery. <laughs> and so it's just like. It's super complex. Mm-hmm. So you can only really sort of do the best you can. Mm-hmm. You you never really, you can't be exact is basically like kind of what I'm trying to say. Just because there's too many factors that affect you on different days. I mean, like men have hormone cycles too, but I would say they're probably a little bit less affected like less affecting than like women's hormone cycles and things. And so it's just like you want to go for the average for the um, consistency and it's not necessarily about being like getting those exact numbers like every single day. Mm-hmm. Am I rambling on about that? I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to like point out that like, I just don't want people to be obsessive over like the exact number or mm-hmm. the exact thing or making sure they do it exactly right. Because that's not really what we're going for. It's definitely not. But I think obsessive people will still be, make be it. obsessive over it. And like I said, just work on it. Like yeah. it'll be fine. Work on being it's okay obsessive. to obsess over something. Like if it becomes unhealthy, then like you need to work on like that. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Cause like you could flip that. Right. And it's like, would you rather have somebody be a little obsessive than just not give a shit at all? And it's um, like, I think that yeah, you could, a- I think that you could conflate a little bit obsession and excitement because yeah. I think, you know, if you're trying to like start or learn a new thing, you may just yeah. be excited, excited about to it. Do it right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is totally yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. So I think as long as, yeah, it's, you don't need to be obsessive. It doesn't need to ruin your life. But like, if you feel good hitting the number that we've given you, like, and you're going to work hard to do that, then that's fine too. I guess I'm just trying to fight against the misnomer, the, of, the, like, the diet culture oh, mentality okay. yeah. of like deprivation, perfection, yeah, cutting out because all that stuff just is never, that never gets people to, it's not sustainable. I'm not going to say it never gets people to their goals because it actually does. If you're, if your only goal is to lose 20 pounds, Mm-hmm. If you go on a diet, calorie deficit. Yeah, I would just argue yeah. that your goal wasn't actually to lose 20 pounds. 
Like you think that's your goal. It might've been to lose 20 pounds, but then you didn't think beyond that. Like what's it going to take? I would, I don't even think that's true. I think that it's a surface level goal. Like I want to lose 20 pounds and it's like, why? And it's like, well, I would be happier with the way I look. I want to buy smaller pants. It's like, well, why? And it's like, well, I would have more self-confidence. Like we're getting closer to like what the actual goal is. But like, would you though? Yeah. It's like the goal is like, I want to feel good about myself. Right. And it's like, you are now essentially taking this thing that I think that everybody would like to feel good about themselves and you're attaching it to like this other thing that you're not even sure is what is needed to get to your goal. Yeah. You're just assuming or you're thinking Mm -hmm. that 20 pounds is what's going to make you happy or Mm -hmm. whatever. But I, maybe it is, I don't know, but I'm just saying like, you're kind of just making it up. Yeah. I guess I just, and then you work towards that and then you find that in the journey, maybe you were happier there's been a ton of people that like start, I mean, it's actually very common. Like, um, you join and you're like a hundred and they like a lady who's like 170 pounds and wants to lose. They always have 135, 135 pounds or 125 pounds. That's a number like, you it's hear the a most lot. Most common. Yeah. <laughs> I would like, you know, I want to get to know kind of what people's goals are. And they're yeah. like, I'd like to get to like, I, my goal is to get to like 135 pounds. I think I'd be happy there. And they, you know, maybe lose 20 pounds and they get to like 150 and then they feel really good and they build some muscle mass and they're mm-hmm. like, Hey, <laughs> maybe I don't care as much. This is pretty about- cool. Like I feel good here. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're like 20 pounds away from where yeah. you wanted to be. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's like, yeah. Hey, I got abs. I feel like, it's yeah. Like- That's one of the major lessons that Elena learned too, is that, um, actually you can look better at heavier weights than mm-hmm. you expect because you're building muscle yeah. and eating protein and muscle, you know, weighs a little bit more. And so someone who weighs the same as you, but has higher body fat can look different than mm-hmm. you, you know? Yeah. And so I think that that's a good lesson for people to learn. We should tie in what Gabe recently wrote about as well. Oh yeah. That kind of goes right into this. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the spot reduction. Well, yeah. But then also, yes, that, and then also like just another, like kind of general, like just kind of a frank statement here is just like, you have different genetics than another person mm-hmm. and your body may store body fat in a place that you don't love. Yeah. And you can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. You have different body shapes. And it's the sooner yeah. that you can come to terms with that and stop obsessing over that, yeah. the better it's going to be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know if I have advice on how to do that. I can just be, I can just be like saying that. So I feel super fortunate because, um, I've talked about this before, but maybe there's new people listening. So I'll kind of rehash it here again really quick. But I was like a teenager in the nineties. And it was really cool to be super skinny, like model skinny, like being as small as possible, like super skinny. Mm -hmm. And that's not my body type. And so my, my body type has always been muscular. I have people comment on my quads all the time, but I had these in high school. Like I had these. So being skinny, quote unquote, was just never going to be like a sustainable option for me. And I just, I just came to terms with it in high school. I was like, wait a minute. I am going to take the genetics that were given to me and I'm going to exploit that. I'm Mm -hmm. actually going to squat. I'm actually going to lift weights because I'm built for that. Mm -hmm. And then, so my like claim to fame or my like thing that I'm good at, my like talents come from that realm. They're Mm going to come from the realm of weightlifting because that's what I'm built for. And so if I were always to be trying to fight against my build, 
then I would, I'm always going to be unhappy be about so it. Un- yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it's just like em- embrace, embrace what you have kind of what you're built for. And then if you want to, okay. So like, like if you want to talk about like your build being like a tall, like skinnier dude, like it's sort of like, well, are you ever going to be able to be a competitive power lifter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would it take? Could right. you even ever do it? So it's yeah. kind of like, why would you lean into that? Why wouldn't right. you lean into more like, okay, well, I'm much better at, you know, running and gymnastics and things like that because of your build. Right. So you just kind of lean into that and then you can be proud of like being good at those things. Mm-hmm. And then you can always work on your weaknesses. You can always, you know, work to get stronger. That's fine. But you got to realize on some level that like there's a limit for you for how much you're going to be able to lift because of your body type. Right. right. You're not a, you're not short either. You don't have like short legs. So it's like, well, you're not really built to be like this amazing competitive, like squatter or something like that. So it's just, I think that that's one of the things too, where I, I want people to kind of shy away from comparing themselves to others because like, you're going to compare yourself to someone who's six inches shorter than you and has 20 more pounds on you for squatting. It's like, well, that makes no sense. Yeah. (laughs) Or someone 10 years younger than you. Right. Like they obviously recover a lot faster, a lot better. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, and you don't, there's no other person in this gym who is exactly the same. You know what I mean? Figure out what your unique is and go and just it. be proud of and, that and yeah. improve it and try to be the best you can at yeah. it and then just have that be your like point of pride you yeah. know what i mean so gabe wrote that blog article because that was a question that i got it's a i mean it's a fair question it's a it's a good question right like hey i've noticed that i'm like really seeing progress and i'm losing weight but like my belly fat's just not going away my yeah you know i still have a tummy or whatever and yeah. it's just like okay if you're seeing progress and you are um, losing weight and you're feeling better and we're moving in the right direction. The, the real answer for what you need to do to lose that belly or whatever er- problem area you have mm-hmm. is do nothing different. Just keep doing the mm-hmm. thing that you're doing. The way that your body stores body fat is just determined on your genetics. Mm-hmm. And some people will store it at their belly before they store it on their hips and like just all this kind of stuff. Maybe it's hips, butt, legs. Exactly. And obviously there's like a difference between men and women. Like women definitely, you know, store body fat on their lower Lower, half more. Guys go more towards the center. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you don't need to do anything different. If you're losing body fat, you're losing body fat. And there's nothing that you can do to change where it's happening. Like you can't do sit-ups to lose your belly fat. You can't do lunges to lose your but that, I don't know. Right. <laughs> now, all that being said, what you can do is you can build muscle in those areas that will help tone that up. Mm-hmm. But that won't be a thing until you get to a certain body fat percentage. Right. Because you need that nutrition component. Mm-hmm. So we're not there, saying yeah. that you don't ever do movements that exercise that area, mm-hmm. but just you need to have the right mindset of like you're not actually doing anything to remove the body fat from that area. Yeah. I guess we're just trying to like, be like all of those magazine articles that you read in the nineties that said, here's three exercises to flatten your tummy. It's just not, it's just just not a thing. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like 
So it kind of like is and it and it isn't, right? So once you kind of hit like a certain body fat percentage, you can definitely work different muscles of your different areas um, of your body, different muscles, and you can grow specific muscles and not other muscles, right? Mm-hmm. So you can sort of tailor your shape a little bit, but that's just not really, I think, what our program and kind of what our goals it's, really it's go It's also towards. the amount of work that's needed to do that is going to be more than you're willing to put in. And it's not going to be and worth it. And it's not what we do. It's not what we do. No. And it's just... It's something that you could do if you wanted to. Yeah. If you want to be a bodybuilder, that's yeah. fine. But you have to want to do that. That's not like a side gig. That's not like a... <laughs> right. It's not like I go to the gym for my health and to feel good about myself. Thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I guess like to kind of wrap up that tangent, like just play with the cards that you were dealt because you can't change them. Mm -hmm. You can work on, that doesn't mean that you can't not work on your weaknesses or you can't work on something that you like, you want want to get better at. We want to improve overall. Yes. Everything. But you need to be realistic about like what your body is, who you are and like what you're working with. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't want that to be discouraging where somebody's like, well, you're telling me that I might not ever have visible abs. And it's like, and all what I'm saying is, is like for what, if you want visible abs, like you're going to have to get real specific and probably you're either have to fall in love with it or you're Mm -hmm. just going to be miserable. Yeah. Like you're going to have to fall in love with like the, the, the physique style of training Mm -hmm. or something. And if you're already somebody who's like struggling to get here three to four days a week and you're not hitting a protein goal, like you are just you're really far away light years yeah, yeah, away yeah. from that. And like, yeah. I just don't know why you would think yeah. you would be able to yeah. switch gears. So, um, figure out what, like where your kind of like strengths are, you know, lean into those, be able to be proud of that. And then just our goal is always to just get better overall. Right. So even though you may not be amazing at squats or something like that, like you're still going to come in here and do squats and get better at Mm -hmm. them, but you just not, you just might ever not have the top spot, you know, at the Mm -hmm. gym for like squats or Mm -hmm. something like that. And so it's just, you know, figuring out what it is. Maybe it's running. Like I'm terrible at running and I'm just, you know, I just sometimes have to be embarrassed about it. And (laughs) I just, I just get over it. Like, I'm just like, well, yeah, it's just, and it's not a thing that I care to like be super good at either. So if I really wanted to work on it, I could definitely improve. But in my opinion, I just always want to be good enough at some things. Like, I just want to be good enough at it that like yesterday with the workout, I can be partners with someone and I can run a mile and a half and I, it's fine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like, that's just where I care to be. But if you're someone to where like you really enjoy it and you have a good build for like running, like by all means, exploit that. Mm-hmm. Be like a rock star at it, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Thoughts. Okay. Things. I just like, uh, I listen to a lot of Savon's podcast and he's obsessed with bodies. You ever hear him <laughs> yes. just like talk? Yes. He doesn't like, he just like super muscular people uh, to obese people. Yeah. Like he's just like fascinating. Yeah. And like, I kind of get that. It's yeah. like, it's especially on ends of the spectrum. Yeah. It's like very like just how? like, yeah. <laughs> like whether that be like a bodybuilder mm-hmm. or just like, what is, or even if it's just like an athletic, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I think the thing is, is like everybody's body, like there's so many people, mm-hmm. but everybody's so freaking different that yeah. you can like appreciate like all these little things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely. I think that that's kind of cool, but <clears throat> I mean, this is like getting into like cultural stuff as well, but like, and I think it's, 
Well, it's definitely, it's a more, it's a guy thing too, but I guess maybe it's just associated with women, but I think it's definitely a guy thing as well. Like how much emphasis, like are people putting on their body based off of what they think other people think it should look like Mm. and like not just being like super true to yourself and be like, what do I actually want? What do I actually care about? Like, it's like all I mean, I don't know. I'm like thinking for myself here too. I'm like, what are the things that I would like to change? And then why, Mm -hmm. why do I want to change that? Because I saw a magazine when I was six years old that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you think other people think you should look different? And then like, how wild does that sound? Yeah. Like, oh, I should look different because other people, no, 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 no. (laughs) not because other people think you should, because you think Think, other people and other people don't give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) Other people might like just be fascinated by your body the way it is yeah. like or you know other people might like to be mean to you because they have their own insecurities yeah. which has nothing to do with you actually so i'm yeah. just thinking about like how much how much chaos in your head you might be going through stressing over how you look and how you need to change your body and this kind of stuff based off of thoughts that no one's having yeah like I, you're, you're yeah, telling I, yourself I a story that nobody else is 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 talking about right mm-hmm. yeah that's wild to me because i actually now that i think about it i bet that takes up like 80 percent of people 80 80 percent of your brain capacity yeah worrying about that just worrying about something that's not real yeah because you have to remember people are really mostly self-absorbed yeah. right like they're really worried about themselves yeah yeah mostly yeah that's crazy to me <laughs> and i'm not saying that i'm like not involved in that but it's just like yeah. Boom, there, I just identified something that I can work on. Now I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's almost sad. I, I agree. I mean, I all these things I'm saying, I've gone through them yeah. all. I've thought it all. Um, I still go through stuff like that because it doesn't really matter what you look like. I mean, there's always someone judging you for it, for something. Um, I'm either being made fun of because I'm too healthy, I'm too muscular, I'm okay. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I just, you have to kind of just choose your path and then just be confident that like, it doesn't matter what other people think of this path because this is what I want to do. And it doesn't really matter what other people think about it. You just have to get to a point to where you've done it so long too. I think that's the other thing about like that consistency over time that we're talking about. Like the longer I've done this now that it's been 10 years, it's just my lifestyle. And I just don't care what people just, it's just, you just get so removed from it anymore that the judgments, you just don't care. I think this concept too could be applied to like what we just talked about, the like spending majority of your brain power worrying about other things that people aren't even thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that can apply to like your training in the gym as well. Like I just, I know that there's a lot of, especially at first when you're new here or like the hesitation to walk through the door can be, um, just the, just the fear of being judged, the mm-hmm. fear of like not knowing what you're doing, being the new person, not doing things correctly and all of that stuff. And I think all that stuff applies to that as well. Yeah. Um, and I also think it applies to something that we talked about a few episodes ago about like just talking about like training versus like competing versus like using the clock as a tool versus the leaderboard versus the whiteboard, right. just all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and definitely, I mean, I've been wanting to talk about this for some time. We don't have to dive all the way into it, but like I had like a big shift on my personal approach to working out over the last couple of months. 
and like I feel so good. Like I feel like the be- like so in the the thing that I just I don't even know. I just I feel like I've just like really I've really understood that like these are the workouts I can change it to do what I want to do. So like one thing that I've been doing is like and like sometimes I'll program it this way, but like toes to bar. I do all straight leg toes to bar now. Cause they're more challenging for me and they like work my core and hip like just, they just are harder for me. Yeah. And like, I re- like, it doesn't mean that I'm going to go fast anymore mm-hmm. and like just coming to terms with that and being like, I actually get more fulfillment out of doing that mm-hmm. than doing a different style of toes to bar, which I'm not even saying are wrong, just doing a different style of toes to bar. Just getting and making, more of a challenge out of something. Yeah. And like really just, so like today the ring dips, like the first three or four rounds that I did, I like was very, very controlled. And then like, I wasn't, I was pausing at the bottom mm-hmm. rather than just using like a stretch reflex. Yeah. And when I got really tired towards the end, I started doing that, right. which is still like a good strict ring dip. Um, and I'm just trying to incorporate stuff like that into my training. Rather to, than getting like eight rounds, you're trying yeah, to like, exactly, exactly. Make the work a little more challenging for you just to. Right. Or I mean, just like, just to try to make it more fun. Right. Cause yeah. you're like, can I make this hard? It's not even <laughs> that I want to make it harder. It's just like, I'm thinking like, okay, I would like to have like a little more strength in my upper body mm-hmm. and maybe grow like some more muscles in my upper body. And it's like the same conversation I had about like the contradictory CrossFit stuff. And I'm like, okay, so if I just go as fast as I can through these ring dips, like, am I actually working towards the goal that I want? Or am I just chasing capacity again? It's which we capacity, have, a, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like then yeah. why, why on earth would I do these ring dips fast? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't need to program. Like sometimes we, we did a lot of tempo stuff and we do ask people to slow things down and that's yeah. great. Um, but man, if we can really get people to like understand some of the concepts so that they can apply it to their own training, mm-hmm. I think that would be, I mean, educate. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I mean, so a bunch of little stuff, not doing things, doing things slow and controlled and not worrying about how fast you do them is mm-hmm. definitely better for building strength. It's, I mean, I would argue it's better for everything except for having Aerobic CrossFit. capacity, CrossFit. I mean, it's pretty decent for capacity too. Yeah. Cause if you can do 15 Getting strict, strong actually ups your capacity yeah. quite a bit more yeah. than the other. So well, just we goes, talked about that a thousand times yeah. too. So it just goes back to my like contradictory CrossFit stuff that like I've really been working on with our programming, trying to get, um, example deadlifts on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Mm -hmm. Like I walked in here and saw everybody doing an appropriate weight. And like all, all we asked for people to do was just do a quiet tap on the floor Mm -hmm. so we can do touch and go, Mm -hmm. but we just need to pretend like there's a sleeping baby in the room mm-hmm. and it forces you to slow that down. Some people did wake the baby up and I Some, reminded them you woke the no, baby. You woke the baby. And they'd be like, oh shoot. Cause like when you're in a, when you're in a workout, the tendency to just drop it from the top yeah. in your last rep. And I was, yeah. I'd be like, don't do that. Just set it down one more time. <laughs> right. And so just little things like that. That workout was awesome. Yeah, because you weren't in a hurry. I felt so nice. good afterwards. Yeah. Like I got a little conditioning. I got mm-hmm. some. I got like some hamstring and a booty pump. Mm-hmm. And I felt like strong. You get a nice sweat because it's long enough. I didn't use a belt, so I I worked on my core bracing. Like a lot of benefits happened, and I was just like, that workout was it. It, it evolved. Mm-hmm. Like so, what it was originally programmed was five rounds for time of five deadlifts at. Mm-hmm. Uh, five deadlifts at 275, 185, and 10 over the bar burpees. 
Mm. that four time, right? That was a crossfit.com workout. Yeah. And I posted it and I was just like, do I like that? And I was just like, what's the point of doing five touch and go deadlifts at 275 as fast as you can. When you ask for that, you're going to get bouncing like hard bouncing. I was like, people are just going to blow their backs up, get zero hamstring or glute activation. Mm -hmm. And they're going to just be so blown up on the burpees that they, and they're going to wear belts because it's kind of a heavy, I was just like, that's freaking stupid. I was like, why would I program this? So like, I just, I evolved and it changed and it changed. And I, cause I, I basically program like three weeks out mm-hmm. and then I always refine those weeks mm-hmm. with like, yeah, I just like look at them and refine and refine. And I refine. was really proud of people on that because I was joking with a few people that I was like, you know, I was a little bit surprised that no one was like, I could just do one round. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I was just log your heaviest lift. Like, yeah. okay. But, but I mean, that's the culture that people we're actually working. want. That's the culture that we're working on yeah. shifting is yeah. like, we're not gaming the workouts. Right. right? Like, yeah. and if you do like what? I just <laughs> thought that that was sense. funny. Yeah. yeah. Like you could have just done one round. Yeah. So <laughs> there's, I just had that shift in my training and it's definitely trickling down to the programming and the rest of mm-hmm. class. But man, I think people are liking it. Mm-hmm. Like I've gotten, there's been, so, there's been like a decent amount of workouts where I'm like, I don't really know if that's going to be like enough intensity where like people feel, and then they're like, Oh, I love that one or mm-hmm. something. And it was like, Oh, it's cause you feel good when you're done. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you gotta do hard things every now and then and kind of mm-hmm. push yourself. But, um, what did you think about today's workout as far I as loved like it. the intensity? Like it was the, just like, uh, the intensity was low, just low the, intensity, the hurt, the hurt was a little bit really yeah. I think for I think for some people I think that like the dips and stuff like that can get kind of painful mm-hmm. especially you know if you don't have as high of capacity on some of that stuff it's kind of using the same muscles and it's movement redundancy for sure yeah. I mean, it's pushing and pushing so if you already kind of struggle with handstand push-ups and dips like combining them makes them both hard it you turns know, into to a do. little bit more of like a skill session yeah not that you're not gonna build your strength and gymnastics capacity like you well, will it's long enough. You could still get a lot of work. If it yes. was half the amount of time it, for some people, I don't think it would have been able to be right. as good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and if you have lower skills, you got a lot more Volume conditioning and, oh. and that sort of stuff. Cause you were able to maybe get like one or two more rounds. So, but, so you just moved a little bit quicker through the stuff. Mm-hmm. So you still also got a lot out of it. So I think that there's a lot for, all the different levels of people like What's in that link. That's what I said about that Wednesday deadlift yeah. workout, right? Where you have, you know, it was just written as 14 minutes of like 12 calories and eight deadlifts mm-hmm. with them being very controlled. And it was like someone like me, I just chilled on the 12 calories mm-hmm. and then I would take a 30 second break and then hit my eight deadlifts, very controlled and then kind of get right back on the air runner. Um, but just chill and kind of mm-hmm. use that as recovery. And I got, I don't know, I think I got like five or six total. I think that's what most people are getting, five like sets. five or six. But I was yeah. like, yeah, if you're a new person who's not, it's not appropriate for you to load that heavy barbell, you're not going to be able to load it heavy. Like, and we don't yeah. expect you to, it's your first week, second week, whatever. Yeah. You're just going to get more rounds and you're going to get. Cause you're, yeah, maybe, but you're also not as capable on the machine. So it's kind of like. Well, what I'm saying is like, I took the rest. machine might've been a harder work for right? you, but across yeah. 12, 12 calories, it's not really enough time to really pull away. Yeah. But it's just like, okay, you get off the machine, you pick up your light barbell, mm-hmm. you do your eight, you get some capacity mm-hmm. in, but I really like that workout. Cause it allowed people to get what they wanted out yeah. of it. I think most people got like five or six. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any like insane amount. Yeah. Right. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. But I just, I really like the feel and the pace and the, 
Um, I've really been trying to like have structured play and by play, not really play, but like structured free time, like for you to try things. Like you could have pushed that harder if you wanted to. Right. Yeah. But what am I trying to say? Like with like the 20 minute, like 20 minutes to get through a bunch of snatches rather than every two every and, a half, two and a half minutes. I just think that having a little bit of freedom lets people experiment. I think, play. I think the nice thing about it is, um, I have to go here in like one minute, but I think the nice thing about it is if you need longer to warm up, you had plenty of time to warm up. If you just need a skill session, you get plenty of reps in there to practice. You don't feel like rushed through any of it. Um, so yeah, I definitely like the, like the 20 minutes. And if you're less experienced, your coach is probably giving you more direction and telling you more of what to do, giving you more cues. You're probably getting a lot more reps in to get practice Mm -hmm. rather than someone who's like, okay, this is my warm up that I do. I know exactly what I'm going to hit for my five sets, like that sort of a thing. That's a totally different person, right? right? Like someone who's been doing it for five years is very much like, Here's my goal for today. I'm going to do, I'm going to spend exactly eight minutes on this warm up. I'm, these are the steps I'm going to take. And then these are the lifts I'm going to hit. Right. And it's way more, um, way more structured for them with their experience. And right. so I do like giving the freedom, especially for like Olympic lifting. I think mm-hmm. it's a little less important on, um, more like deadlifts or bench press and stuff like that, because there's less skill involved mm-hmm. there. It's, you know, just more about getting an appropriate rest right. at that point. So, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely do like that. And I did, I do like workouts that are styled to where you can work as hard as you want to and still get a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's exactly how that one was. Yeah. It's how today was. Today's is like that too. You can, you could push really hard on this if you wanted to, or you can, you can just do your best. I'm getting 30 minutes of conditioning. Right. Like you, you could make it kind of either or. And I, I like that sort of style because it also helps people who are like, man, I'm not feeling the greatest today. So thinking they're going to come in and sprint some six minute workout just sounds fucking terrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, especially <laughs> they'll yeah. just skip. They'll yeah. just skip it. They just won't come. Yep, yeah, exactly. But I if mean, you know, you can kind of come and you can chill cause you're not feeling it and, and other people don't have to, they, if they want to push hard, they can like, yeah. that's nice. I like, yep, that. for sure. So just trying to implement some of that stuff so that our class training is more conducive to a little bit of customization, a little Mm -hmm. bit, you know, there's obviously some structure and there's a time to go fast. And if, you know, yeah, well, we definitely want to push people to go fast. Not every day is a chill session, but but I I think I just, I like the little bit of freedom given in, in some of that stuff. Um, just, you know, cause my mindset's like that too. Sometimes I don't, I don't always want to come and do the workout, but it can definitely be helpful if I know like, well, it's one minute on the machine. I can get 20 calories in that minute or I can get 10. I really <laughs> find that those days that I kind of don't want to do it. And then I purposely make myself go a little bit like, so honestly, today's a perfect example. I just didn't feel good this morning. Didn't feel bad. I just didn't feel good. Yeah, I was I a little shaky. Oh, yeah. I was all right. But like, whatever. I just wasn't feeling like super jazzed to do it. So I took round one at like 60% pace. And then mm-hmm. guess what? I got warm and I was like, I actually feel really good. Feel better. And yeah. by, by like round four, I was like, this is the best these this ring dips have ever felt. Hard to warm up for really because you it, don't want to it do is, a ton. But I'm I'm talking yeah. more about like the mindset. Right. Of that that type too. Of Warming stuff. up your mind as well. Yeah. It, it yeah. So that being said, like don't let just like a mindset thing stop you from 
mm-hmm. or come in and go half speed. Mm-hmm. See what that actually feels like. Yeah. Sometimes it feels really, really good. Yeah. I, I think it's helpful to communicate that with your coach too. Um, that's true. Just be like, let us hey, know I'm what's up. Really? Hey. I just, my win today was the fact that I got here. Like, please don't kill me. Right. And you'd be like, yeah, sure. I want you to be happy when you leave. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys in the gym. Goodbye.